Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place podcast. Brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. My name is Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hi, guys. Hey. Together, we are the Nerdy Boys. We run Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We have another podcast that we've been doing for going strong for a little over a year called called Nerdy Things Podcast. Very simple. Um, And now we are doing our first spinoff called Everything is Fine, a Good Place Podcast. You have found yourself here for some reason, somehow. I don't ask questions as to why. We're just glad that you're here. Uh, We have a lot of avenues that you can follow us. We have a Facebook discussion group, which we mentioned on the first episode. By the way, thanks for sticking with us through episode one. We really appreciate that. Uh, It's only sure to get better. But if you go to Facebook and you type in everything is fine, it's actually one of the first things that pops up miraculously. So you can get involved in the discussion about last week's episode, this week's episode. Well, actually, these three are all coming out at the same time. So just get involved in the discussion. You can do that. Um, You can also find us on Instagram. We do have an Instagram page where we will be kind of reposting some stuff that maybe some of the actors or NBC has posted about The Good Place and kind of adding some of our own news as well. And that is Everything is Fine podcast on Instagram. Your central hub for all of our stuff, though, can be found at nerdythingspod.com. That's our main page and the links to our main podcaster there, to this podcaster there, as well as some fun news, some information about us, and all of our individual social medias are there because you should follow us because we're awesome. And Nerdy Things Pod and, and all this other stuff are there as well. So visit that. But let's get into our stuff. First thing we're going to do this week is as a continuation from our previous episode, let's talk about if you were in the good place, guys, and you had to eat a food item like frozen yogurt that's really good, but not as good as the real thing. What would your good place food be? What do you mean not? Oh, because frozen yogurt isn't as good as ice cream. Well, it's frozen, is that what you yeah, mean? it's frozen because, yogurt. It's I mean, not it's different. Ice cream. It's not it, gelato. It's something that's good, a lot but of not people as like good. Frozen yogurt. I, apparently, if, I think if you took a survey of America and around the world, you would probably find that ninety-eight percent of people would take ice cream or gelato or something creamier over frozen yogurt. I would actually go the opposite direction and I would get those dipping dots because dipping dots, I don't know why, like oh. they just stopped with that. That's just a fantastic yeah, idea. They stopped because they're the worst. They're amazing. It just like, they're it just melts, worst. melts on your mouth. They're like the Texas of ice cream. <laughs> the, they're the worst. I, I, we'll deconstruct that on another episode. But <laughs> Fights <laughs> fights are about to break um, out. New listeners, would, uh, this is not normal. We do not usually physically fight with each other oh from 25 goodness. states away. It doesn't usually happen. That's wild. <laughs> Anyways, so, so yeah, I don't know. Something like a, like a spaghetti. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of pasta. If there was just a bunch of different pasta places, I think I would totally be okay. Not Italian food, because like, yeah, pizza is everybody's favorite, whatever, but no, like a little bit more niche yeah, pasta. but Jules, it would be like you know wheat pasta or something. Yes, like that's that. what I'm saying. So like it would, it would be, like, be like a gluten free yeah. pasta place where exactly. it's like it's, it's okay, okay, it's okay good, with it's all really the sauce. Good, but yeah, it's not as sauce. good as al dente, you know, real pasta, paisan. You know, <laughs> could mm-hmm. be up here, just down here. It's just, I mean, it's, it's still up there, but it's just down right. there. <laughs> so, Kevin, what would yeah, your pick I don't be? know. Sticking with pasta. I mean, it would probably be like I'd get stuck eating like almonds or something like I'd want peanuts, like roasted, (laughs) salty peanuts. And I'd show up and there'd just be almonds like no salt, just, you know, 
almonds. Just an almond. We, I mean, they're they're fine. They're good. They're just not peanuts, you know. It would be it would be a store like picture like a candy store, you know, where they have all the different displays and stuff. But it would just be the mm-hmm. the the containers filled with almonds, and there'd be various store brands. It would be like the Walmart brand, the Sam's Club brand, the local supermarket <laughs> brand. It wouldn't even be the real name brand. It wouldn't be Planters or I don't know who does and the And they're all made by the but. same company anyway, so it's just different <laughs> packaging. So like mine would be, for example, a, a make-at-home oven pizza. Like a Red Baron. I love a good Red Baron pizza. I'll sit down there. You know what I like about the Red Baron pizza? You put it directly no. on the oven rack. It doesn't require any other oh like pan or device to make the cookie. That's the pretty wild. Crust. <laughs> you just put it on the the oven rack and it comes out for a for a make it home pizza that costs three dollars like at Walmart, it's pretty damn good. But from somebody who lives in Massachusetts near Boston, like we have a million great pizza places in every town. So it's not as good as that. But it's pretty darn good. So that's like, that would be now my would, good place food. Would a Hot Pocket jump in there as well? Because no. it's no. a pizza? Or is that, no? Totally different. We're talking different okay. levels. I, I okay. know what he's saying yeah. about the, the Red Baron. Quick aside, Tim, how do you get that off the rack once it's done? So I have a little trick because one thing that I find is, is when you take... <laughs> there needs a trick. Well, yeah. So when you take a Red Baron pizza, right, and you put it directly on the oven rack, what it does is it gets the crust a little crispier because the air is able to get all around it. Okay. Problem is, once you take it off the oven rack and put it on like a plate directly or, or something that you're going to cut on like a pan, it soggies up the crust. That moisture builds up underneath it. And you lose the crispiness that you want from the crust. So what I do. Oh, no. Well, that's what makes it a good pizza. So what I do is I take a one of those uh, cookie racks. You know, the things that when you finish cookies, you put them in the house, yeah. you know, a bunch of perforations. Yeah, the and wire, rack, up the wire the, racks. Yeah. So I take a wire rack, put it next to the oven rack and then take a little spatula and just scoot it right on there and then put okay. that on the counter for like five minutes and, and, and let it, you know, cool down so you don't burn the roof of your mouth. And then I put it on a plate. Actually, another trick, another pro tip from Tim on making See, I, pizza. I knew I could ask pro because tips. I knew if anyone, anyone on earth had overthought it, it would be you. Go ahead. Another pro tip. You don't need to dirty up a plate to cut the pizza. You got the Red Baron box. You've already kind of cool, cooled the bottom of it. Just cut out the top of the box, put it on the top of the inside of the cardboard, cut it right on there. You're not wasting a whole big plate. What a brilliant idea is that? Yeah, I just well, fold it in half and eat the whole damn thing. But okay. <laughs> you just go get well, a hot pocket. What about DiGiorno, though? What, Red it's Baron? Like calzone. Really? So, no, All DiGiorno's right. good. Like, I don't know. I've just been on this Red Baron kick lately because a DiGiorno's like six fifty and a Red Baron's $3. And to be perfectly honest mm. with you, most of the time, I'd probably prefer the Red Baron. It's just, you know, preference, right. but for three bucks, if, even if it was marginally worse, I'm already not getting the restaurant pizza. It's already my good place food anyways, or it's already <laughs> frozen yogurt to me, so I may as well just get the best value for my frozen yogurt. So there you go. I'll take vegan noodles and organic <laughs> tomato soup. For eight hundred yeah. So there you're you making like you're basically now you're getting something that's not something that's not something. So it's not really good Italian food, nor is it real spaghettios. You've just made a really spaghettios. complicated spaghettios. Oh. You took tomato soup and you made it with real pasta instead of the little O's. Yeah. Spaghettios with extra steps. Wow. <laughs> One time 
all right, this we're going too far in this, but I'm still going to keep going. Oh boy. I used to, <laughs> when I was younger, like in my twenties and didn't know how to eat real food. We, me and my buddies used to have like the giant family size containers of SpaghettiOs with meatballs all the time. Like just one cabinet full of like 70 of those. So then I got really fat and then I lost a lot of weight and I didn't eat a lot of unhealthy food for a long time. And it had probably been about five or six years since I had some SpaghettiOs and I was in the grocery store near midnight and I looked at the aisle. I'm like, I'm going to have a damn can of SpaghettiO with meatballs. This is so great. So I grabbed that can. I put it in my shopping cart with some other stuff. I get home. It's like 1230 at night. Dump the thing into the bowl to put it in the microwave. There's no meatballs. I grabbed the wrong can. Oh, oh no. Yeah, no, it's not worth it without the meatballs. It's not. I, the, There's the no absolute point. absolute crushing disappointment that I felt in that moment cannot be described in words. I don't have words for that. Yep. So. Yep. Well, Worst moment of Tim's life. Yeah. Episode two. Oh, so bad. Everything so, is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is fine. We don't have to talk about that kind of food anymore. Uh, we're going to get into our main, uh, you know, uh, first topic for the week. This week's actor news. So in this week's actor news... We have kind of a cool thing, I think. Uh, I think it's really neat when we can find things that the actors are doing that's just, like, really positive. And uh, Jamila Jamil, if I'm saying her name right, which I've really struggled to find some of the names, pronunciations of these characters, because they're so new that there's not a lot of interviews yeah. with them where they introduced by people. Um, but I think that's good. I think that was close. I'm pretty sure that's That's probably it. the closest. So she is very active on Instagram and she posted something a couple weeks ago uh, called, it was like hashtag I weigh. And instead of saying like, I weigh 160 pounds or whatever she weighs, she listed things in her life and accomplishments that made her feel like complete as a person. And it was just a way to say, Hey, your weight doesn't matter. Like what you look like, what you weigh doesn't matter. It's what you do. It's who you are. And it was a fantastic message. And she actually put um, hers were great friends, honest living, and her ability to be financially independent. So that's an example. Well, this caught fire. And all of these uh, young women started posting their own I ways and sending them to her. And she was screenshotting and putting up to the point where now there's even an at I underscore way Instagram account specifically to help women and young girls uh, feel positive about themselves through their accomplishments and who they are as opposed to what they look like. And I think especially from like, it's, don't get me wrong, but like when it's Amy Schumer that does this kind of stuff, like it's really cool because she stands up for women who are not like your typical body type. But when it's somebody like sure. Jamila, who is a beautiful woman who does this and, and says, this isn't where my worth is anyways. I think that really helps too, you know, to have both sides of that coin where everybody, whether you're beautiful or not says it doesn't matter what I look like. So, yeah, definitely. I think we do need more of that from everybody that, you know, is quote unquote beautiful or somebody or looked up to in any way. Cause you know, she was a model and actress and all this. So she's done so much. And then she became, uh, an actress the first time on, uh, the good place, but you know, she has this kind of voice now and that's really cool that she's using it for, for good and people took to it. And it's, it's a fantastic sort of, you know, social media movement that's happening. And we see, we see quite a bit of like social media movements that happen that aren't super positive but i'm glad this one's uh has the traction that it has that is is you know doing good and making people think about you know the great things in their life and stuff like that straight up yeah yeah absolutely 
Cool. All right. So yeah, that's this week's uh, actor news. Uh, good on her for just kind of making people feel real good about themselves. We like that here at Everything is Fine podcast. So back by popular demand after week one, we, we for, for those of you who are just listening to our podcast for the first time on its own feed on iTunes, finding specifically Everything is Fine podcast, we welcome you. But we did premiere the first episode a few days early on Nerdy Things podcast. So it got out in the wild. People listened to it. And the response to the out of context, quote, out of context quotes of the week was outstanding. People love it. Screaming for the rooftop, rooftops about how much they love <laughs> the out of context quotes of the week. So back by popular demand this week and every week. Here they are. Jules, let's get yours. Boom, boom, boom. Episode two. I just have one that's really funny. I, it made me laugh. I don't know why. It caught me off guard. And there were some other really good ones, but this is the one that I'm going to go with. Um, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to do it like I'm character acting. I, I got to get into it. Okay. Be quiet. Okay. Things are settling down outside. Time to make me good, partner. Is there a pill I can take or something I can vape? <laughs> and she said vape just she the way she said vape kind of hit me hard and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> that was a good one. So, that's my quote. Okay. Kev? Nice. Uh I have one um it's like 50,000 simultaneous orgasms, but better. <laughs> Uh, there was some good ones this week, yours? I have to say. And it's like, yeah, th- exactly the same. <laughs> uh, any more? Is that all you got? Uh, the other one I had was, this is what integrity looks like. <laughs> mm. The the visible look of integrity. All right, I, ha- I had a few of them. I thought, I thought this was uh, a funny week for Michael. I thought he had a lot of good one-liners. And one of my favorite was, uh, what do you do with sweat? Do you lick it away? That was like super random. Yeah, that was great. Well, he's he's learning to be a human for the first time. So I absolutely yeah. love that. What is what is this? What is sweat? What do I do with this? So that I'm, was, I'm leaking. That I'm, leaking. <laughs> I'm leaking. Um, another one. All right, I'm gonna do jewels. I'm gonna get in character now. I'm not a mountain of strength. I'm just a canyon full of poo poo. <laughs> That was great. And another Michael quote of the week. Do you want a dog who loves you a little bit more? Because I can punt that one right back to the sun and get you a new one. Oh, man. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. I just kind of hope that somebody isn't watching the show and just listening to this podcast and like, what the hell? What is this show about? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hey, that's the beauty of the out of context quotes of the week. All right. So back on with it. Time for our episode discussion. We always kick off our episode discussion with the world-famous Synopsis by Kevin. Uh Uh-oh. All right. So in this episode, it picks up with the world is shit because Eleanor is shit. And they are all in missing texture uniforms and trying to get on with their lives. And then... They decide it after it all clears up that they're all going to go flying, except that uh, Cheedy volunteers to clean up the the whole place and ruin everybody's day, except for everybody that gets to go flying because it's like 50,000 simultaneous orgasms, but better. And Eleanor, of course, fucks around again and gets totally shit on and everybody starts raining garbage. And and then in the end, she learns a lesson because it's TV. Yay. (laughs) Because it's TV. Well, we always want to learn lessons on this show because at the center of this is moral philosophy. 
all the time. Sure, I'm I'm definitely seeing that. You know, watching this for the first time and getting to these first couple of episodes, it's like they're they're actually getting into it and trying to, you know, try and make it a make it a thing. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna come of it because I'm slowly watching it with the as the weeks go by, but it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah. So another thing about this podcast, uh, if you've somehow missed the first one and got to the second one, Kevin and I have watched the series. We know what's happened so far in our current on season two. Jules has no idea. There are many twists and turns, as those of you who watch know. But for those of you who have not watched, you're just like Jules and you're like, let's see what happens. No idea where it's going. And these first couple episodes already took me in places I did not know they were going to take me. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So this one is, I think when we've, cause now we've been introduced to the characters, this is the first week where we really kind of, I think do have a central theme with the whole moral philosophy thing. And it's really kind of summed up in, do you do what's best for you or others first? Is it the selfish ambition yeah. or the ambition for everybody that, that you act on? And, and we see a lot of that as the episode um, goes through, but yeah, it's it's interesting to me when I go through sitcoms now because I've I've listened to a few podcasts that discuss them specifically, kind of like what we're doing. And one of the ones I listened to was a podcast about Frasier that Kevin Smith, who's a you know writer, director, the whole thing, and a guy from Nerdist uh, do together, and they kind of dissected the way a flow of a sitcom works. And the first episode, which we talked about. Um, introduces you to the characters if it does well very carefully like we we learned a little bit about everybody so we became familiar with them and cared about them a little bit enough to get going on and the second episode kind of repeats the same thing in a different way the whole point of the second episode is to really reintroduce you and then get a little bit deeper into the characters the first episode had this great kind of plot twist at the end the second episode doesn't do that same thing but we do learn a lot more about the characters. Um, you know, when we start, you know, right off the bat with, we see that uh, basically everybody's kind of in those, what do we call it? Negative um, texture Yeah, the, the like missing texture suits. Yeah. yeah. And Bow tie number one of three for Michael. <laughs> Mike's <laughs> tie number one of three. Kevin's keeping track of the wardrobe again. So everybody starts to, is in these things and are trying to figure out how to get rid of it. And of course, the per, the first person to turn back is who? Tahani. Tahani. Because Tahani's too perfect. And Eleanor is too mm. jealous. And that was just what had to happen at the, at the first thing. And so now we're still in this point where Chidi doesn't know if he's going to help Eleanor or not. And... He challenges her to say anything she can remember about him from spending their first day together. And what did she come up with? Nothing. She knows nothing about him. She knows. And then he says, where where do I come from? And I love this response. Oh, God. (laughs) Is it racist if I say Africa? What country? What country do I come from? Is it racist if I say Africa? And he goes, uh, yes, and that's not even a country. (laughs) (laughs) So this, like, that whole thing is just, like, super on the nose with what they're trying to get, you know, trying to get by. It's like, 
she just only pays attention to herself. There's there's so much that she could be learning about the world around her. And they do flashbacks periodically about how she used to live in her actual life and the poor decision, decisions that she would make and the way she would treat people and all that stuff because nobody's keeping count. So it's right. whatever. But I love that quote <laughs> that they peppered that in yeah. there because nobody's keeping score, yeah. right? Right. And no. it's like... It, you you just got to listen and you got to make sure that, you know, you're having actual conversations with people and you're actually like, I don't know. It's just like, come on. This is like the polar, like that bad person. This is probably the worst possible person that could be thrown into the good place. And it's pretty interesting. Morally, not like, <laughs> you know, she didn't kill anybody that I know about yet. but That you know about. Yeah, that I know about. But like morally, this is like the worst person. And right, right up Cheaty's alley that he's a ethical professor that she didn't know about. Right. Like, you went to college? No, you didn't go to college. I'm literally a college professor. <laughs> and he goes on, on to name, like, everything about her. Like, right down to her favorite book, yep. which is Kendall Jenner's Instagram feed. Oh, my God. That's not even a book, Eleanor. Come on. It's a picture book, if you think I about it. I love it. I love it. And, and when he calls her the most narcissistic person ever, she says, clearly, you've never seen Kendall Jenner's Instagram feed. But, <laughs> but then the next part that we get into is, so so the, the town's kind of back to normal, with the exception of the debris everywhere. But Michael wants to reconvene everybody and lift their spirits. So he gives them the opportunity to do something that I think most people, like, if you ask someone... You know, what would you want to do? I think most people would say, I want to fly. That would definitely be high on most people's list. So he gives everybody. I think that's everybody's dream. Yeah. So he gives everybody the opportunity to fly. And of course, everybody wants to take that, except for who comes up with a brilliant idea. Uh, Tahani, (laughs) that selfless bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love how Kevin is the actual real life voice of Eleanor. His because yeah, pretty it much. sounds like he's I identify with her. her reactions, but he's not. He's just giving his own honest opinions, and they just happen to coincide with exactly what Eleanor is thinking. It's true. So yeah, so Tahani's all like, "Oh, we should clean up the neighborhood, and let's get uh, you know a band of people together to clean up the neighborhood." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eleanor does essentially what Kevin does and sticks out his tongue, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna fork and fly, and blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Chidi volunteers them to clean up together, which kiboshes her whole wonderful plan. How how cool is it? You're in the good place. Day two, you're going to fly. Like, Michael's really trying to get these people back. Like, he's like, okay, everything, everything is fine. Let's, let's, uh, what, what can I do to get everybody back? Let's fly. That's what everybody wants to do, right? That's, geez, that's so cool. Look, but I want to die now. But of course, Eleanor ruins it. <laughs> like, she ruins everything in this planet because everything. yeah pretty much you choose everything the question is do you choose what's better for you or, or better for the common good and Tahani of course says well let's get together and clean up trash which is not as much fun as flying and Eleanor suckled no. suckered into it but by the end there's a five minute warning Janet gives the five minute warning on the flying and what does she do she stuffs all the trash in the most convenient place possible <laughs> to hide it like an old cartoon she's like lifting <laughs> up rugs and sweeping it under she's throwing it in baskets on bikes that was so just quick. The yeah. worst. It's true. It was like and, a human okay, bunny right were, there. Really, right, it was. If you were given this question, like if you were supposed to help 
clean up this place or go fly like for me like i would just say like michael my man can't you just clean this up somehow with this magical whatever you got just well just he, do, he do real could quick. Have. yes but exactly. then tahani was like we want to do this to better ourselves personally because oh, tahani is the worst <laughs> Tahani, you know what? She she comes across like she's this sweet little. She keeps trying to trick her her soulmate into breaking his vow of silence. What right? kind of person does that? <laughs> she's the worst. It's true. She like she's always asking him questions with leading answers, trying to get him. And mm-hmm. and the look of disappointment on her face when he says nothing back is heartbreaking. It really. I mean, oh, I do feel bad. It, for isn't her. that right, John? You. Oh, almost got him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Eleanor goes and gets on the flying pod and she thinks of her happy thought, which is people puking on a roller coaster. Nice. And then the trash comes raining down from the sky. Yep. Because everything affects everything that happens in the world. Yeah, this is definitely a, a double down on what happened episode one and what's going to continue to happen. We see a lot more instances of that going into uh, the season further. But this is just definitely, again, like you were saying, Tim, that this kind of just boom, here's the story. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going on in episode one. And boom, reinforcing it one more time in episode two. Right. Yeah. I, yep. I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't remember exactly when it happened in the episode, and we haven't really been introduced to them, but there was the scene where Antonio and Gunner were helping to clean up all the trash, yes. and then the dumpster fell on them, yeah. and I, I peed. I've, I, <laughs> I've seen this before, and when it happened, I literally laughed so hard I peed. <laughs> I had to pause it and go clean up, but that was the funniest thing I have ever seen, especially when they pop back up and they're both smiling, and I think they high-five or something, yeah. and they're just like, we're already dead. We can't die (laughs) and they loved it i love those two they are the best but you hate tahani okay i hate tahani Tahani, because those guys are like enthusiastically genuinely good right okay okay yes Yes. okay yeah but tahani is like i don't know there's something up with her but what made that scene when the dumpster falls on them is i mean a the shock of it but the look on Kristen bell and William Jackson Harper's face are yep. priceless. Like they played that perfect. It's this look of utter shock and terror and questioning of what just happened. It was awesome. Like they made that whole mm-hmm. thing work. It was pretty hilarious. So, yeah, we see in the first episode that Eleanor consistently chooses herself. We see that in the flashback when she's trying to get out of being a designated driver every time. We see it when she chooses flying and and the world collapses around her because that's what happens in this good place because she's the bug in the system, we believe at this point. That's 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 what we we've been introduced to. So, she's she's the the chink in the armor. And Tahani always wants to do something that's good. She starts off by wanting to clean up the trash. And then the next is once the trash starts raining down, Michael's in a bad place. Like my, Michael's in a bad place right now. I mean, this guy's been working yeah. for what? What did we say? 2000 years leading up to yeah. wanting to be an architect of a good place. And it's a disaster. So she, of course, wants to help Michael, her and Jianyu take Michael, like he has a choice, take Michael out for frozen yogurt. And I love, she's like, 
this is so amazing. It's a million flavors, and I can taste each one individually. And they've and here her and Gianni have this big giant like rainbow thing, and Michael's got yeah. plain white vanilla, and he says, "I've got no flavors because I don't discern it, deserve <laughs> any flavors." <laughs> that was I the love best. The- I the name of the place too. I'm pretty sure they went to the suggestion of yogurt. Like that's, <laughs> oh my the, god, that's the greatest! What? Yeah, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's right across from Yogurt Acres. <laughs> there's so many good like names in the background of these little shops. Like there's one called uh, the Ray of Light, and there's one another yeah. one called Little Adorable Package or something like that. Like there, there's all these good little oh. names back there. But I'm what I'm loving so far about the show is because I'm a bit I'm a big Ted Danson fan. I mentioned this the first time. I'm a huge fan of Cheers, and then I watched Frasier after that, which he did some you know guest appearances on. But I've just always loved Ted Danson, even Three Men and a Baby. Silly, stupid '80s comedy, but I love that thing. And he always played that same kind of role. Like he, he, he really didn't have a whole lot before he got Cheers, and he plays that like really charming, but not really well motivated guy. Like Sam could convince yeah. anybody to do anything, but typically his only motivation was to bone some woman and leave them. <laughs> and that also goes to show like the real difference in culture back then versus now. It's it's really interesting because that that trope has been played in in most of the very famous sitcoms in each decade since. I think it kind of started with Sam, where he was just the dog. That's what they always called him. Oh, you're a dog, Sam. But they like celebrated him for it. Like he was supposed to go out and smash and leave, and everybody like thought he was the greatest guy for it. And he even said terrible things to Diane, like I want to hit you and stuff that would never fly now. But then go into the nineties and you got Joey Tribbiani, who's like the next incarnation of that. And, but, but for, for Joey, it's like, they kind of don't think he should be doing that stuff. And they tell him it's not really great to be doing that kind of thing. And you see the character develop, which you don't see from Sam. And then you go to How I Met Your Mother, where you've got Barney Stinson, same character. And we acknowledge sure. that what Barney's doing is completely wrong. And <laughs> the whole humor is in the, the guy just being completely ignorant of what is right, while everybody around him knows what's right. So, so Ted Danson always played that character. And I'm loving this development into the ultimate grandfather. To go from that to to bring all that charm and to like turn it into good. Now he just charms you in all the best ways possible where he's just caring and loving and wants to create this best good place for everybody. And he's just the grandfather that like everybody would want to have. Yeah, he's a good guy. Sort yeah. of. <laughs> I, well, well, we'll see. I, I think we'll see. But yeah, it's just like super like if he got it right. I would totally love to just hang out with him. Right? Like if he got the good place right, I would have been like, hey, man, I'll be, you know, I'll help you out. Do whatever. Let's go hang out. Let's get some not ice cream together. <laughs> Let's go do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll kick little dogs into the sun. It'll be fun. <laughs> and then eat a Hot Pocket. Sure. That's the that's the best part is the depression and downtroddenness all of a sudden turns into complete paranoia where he doesn't know oh. what is causing this problem. And he's looking for any glitch anywhere. And he sees a dog that he didn't authorize. And that dog Whose needs dog to be eliminated. <laughs> and he doesn't joke around. I didn't think. Yeah, I didn't no. think it was going to hit the sun. They were just waiting. Mm. And then they just did this whole like focus thing and boom hit the sun flat earth right there but yeah (laughs) sun's closer than you think it's all yeah i was like oh my goodness but like 
yeah, he's he's definitely dealing with his new emotions, his new human emotions, which is kind of interesting to see. And I'm definitely uh I definitely feel like they're gonna do that and do more work on that going forward because like already episode two we see him like oh my god like what is this going on and he's like super hyper into those emotions and he just doesn't know what to do with them and then he's just paranoid and kicks the dog into the sun so that's what happens i guess whenever we just unleash the human side of us we try and uh do whatever but it's it's really interesting with his character i don't know i i i definitely like seeing him this style like the way tim you were talking about this style of like he's super like charming and super fun but then again on the other side he can get uh, pretty intense and i feel like he's gonna get intense kind of soon uh, and i'm definitely here for that time will tell uh but yeah he's uh he's really pretty distraught at, at what's trying to go on here and um when tahani obviously wants to to help him out she turns to jianyu who breathes life into him with a single touch we don't know anything about jianyu right now we don't know anything about him. He's a Buddhist monk. No. He doesn't speak. We don't know what his deal is, but he puts his hand on Michael and gives him a look, and Michael's ready to run through a freaking brick wall after that. Yeah, he says it's all inside of him. Just realigns everything. his chi. Yeah, right? his core, all of it, all the cores that he has from thousands of years of living. Yep. But that's wild, yeah. And he's just like ready. He's ready to go out and fix it and, and do whatever and be okay. Yeah, so meanwhile, uh, we, we cut to, it's nighttime, and uh, Eleanor's having another one of those flashbacks, and she's just remembering what a jerk she was to these people who just wanted her to take a turn, not drinking, and giving everybody a ride home, and whether it was getting there early and, and getting drunk to avoid it, eating paper to avoid people seeing that she had been rigging the hat. Uh, it was principle, okay, yeah, it, was it, was, <laughs> it was on principle. It was on principle. To just deciding that it was more important to bang the hot bartender than to take her friends home. Uh, but she's feeling guilty. There, right? Truth. Yeah, and she, Truth. she goes out to clean up. She goes out to clean up on her own, and at this mm-hmm. point, Chidi, he's already said, I'm not helping you. You are hopeless. But they meet up in the street, and it looks like Chidi has the change of heart. So, yeah, it definitely sees, it definitely shows that there is, like, a little bit of hope that that's going to keep us going through this season into the next season. Like, there, uh, she's, she's kind of trying. We see a glimmer of her trying <laughs> and a little bit of feeling bad. And we're like, okay, Chidi's going to invest in her, and I think I'm going to invest in her as well. Yeah, so this is kind of, I guess, the launching point, yeah. right? Like, you know, this is where we've recapped the characters. We've gotten familiar with Tahani being the, you know, always do right, Eleanor be the always do wrong, Jianyu just being who knows what yet, and and Chidi being the indecisive guy who, who needs to decide which side of black and white he wants to be on. Uh, no, so now we kind of have this direction. He's committed to helping Eleanor. Uh, yeah. And, and <laughs> I've this... narrowed it down to two choices. Yes, <laughs> yes and no. no. <laughs> He's the worst at making oh. He's an idiot. I love him. (laughs) But he's decided to help her. And clearly that's going to be a launching point for this series. So it's it's kind of a good way for this to end where he moves uh, all of his stuff into her house. And then, of course, in a very specifically Eleanor way, she can't even make that be perfect because she says, all right, man, fair warning. I'm a a loud snorer and I like to drip dry in the nude. So eyes off, perv. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's great. So, 
We do get a little bit of a, a, a thing at the end, keeping with the good place tradition. Under the door slides a little note. And the note says, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. <laughs> so that also is like, I, I do feel watching, you know, watching the two episodes so far and I feel like they're going to just keep doing that, leaving leaving you on edge, leaving you with something at the end. And I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally here yeah, for that. I mean, that's that's a sign of a good show. This is almost like Lost. This is following the same type of thing. You yeah. get the flashbacks. Every episode ends on, on this type of like game-changing cliffhanger where suddenly everything turns 90 degrees and you're like, wait, everything now looks different than it did two minutes ago. Sure. I kind of like it. Yeah. I mean, this one was a little toned down from the last one, but we all yep. we obviously have this massive curiosity of who sent this letter, who else knows, and what are they going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. what's going to happen next? Totally. Yeah. So that's uh, this episode. Any other thoughts from you guys? No, nothing else. All right, cool. Well, I'm excited. Right? That's what I remember, like watching it the first time, just being so excited every week. I don't watch a lot of television shows live anymore. Like I, you know, watch them on Netflix or whatever, but this one that I, I think sure. is a lot of fun doing that because you really are waiting for next week to find out what's going to happen. So, uh, but speaking of next week, we'll be back. Actually, we'll be back in like two minutes because we're launching with three episodes up front. So keep on binging folks, but we'd like to thank you for joining us. This is everything is fine. A Good Place podcast. Uh, we're the Nerdy Boys from Nerdy Things Pod Productions. You can find us on social media at Nerdy Things Pod almost anywhere, www.nerdythingspod.com. Or you can visit the Instagram account for this page, which is Everything is Fine Podcast. Find our individual social medias on nerdythingspod.com. Do whatever you got to do. Get in touch with us. Get involved in the discussion group. It's on Facebook. Find us on there. Sign up. We'll let you join. And let's talk about this show together because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know this has been a lot of fun for us. I hope you've had a lot of fun and you're ready to just click next. Just with, with the subscribe button, just keep on going to the next podcast. We'll be back with you in just a few minutes. So uh, thanks, guys, for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.